Welcome to Uplink. The aviation dialogue starts here. I'm Shasta Ways. And I'm Michael Wiles. Thank you for joining us. Hey Shasta, how's it going? Good, Michael. Happy New Year. How's it going for you? It's good. It's good to uh, be in a new year and it's good to be back uh, with new episodes of Uplink. I know. Finally, we we took a little bit of a break there to kind of readjust, but we're back. And I'm happy to share that I'm a resident of Virginia now and we're neighbors. Welcome. Welcome to the city. It's good to have you here. You know, there's so much uh, aviation here and a lot of young people, uh, a lot of uh, industry uh, mates. And uh, I think it's a good uh, place for us to sort of work together and to, you know, continue our work for Dream Soar. So welcome to town. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. I'm, um, I'm excited for us to get back into these conversations and for us to highlight all of the exciting things that are happening within aviation and uh, just bringing a perspective for professionals, especially young professionals in the industry. Yeah, me too. You know, one thing, um, you know, while we were off, uh, there were a few insights that I think we talked about that um, made it clear to us that this was necessary. You know, just from interacting with other pilots and young professionals in the industry, we saw that there was a still need for a forum to sort of dissect the big news for the week, you know, in the industry. You hear, I would say, segments if you follow mainstream news, but there was no really one place that was breaking the news down. And so what we wanted to do is, in addition to the Monday episodes where we'll talk to experts in the field, is create this new segment where we'll dive into the big story for the week. And so that's what this new episode is, um, uh, beginning this Thursday and every other Thursday going forward is just a forum where we can dissect the big aviation news for the week. Yeah. No, I think this time off was really great for us to just take a step back and really think about um, how can we be intentional with this podcast? How can we bring our audience more value? And I think the way that we have it set up uh, with industry experts coming on and talking about a very specific topic and then, um, another episode where we, we highlight the important news and just really break it down so it's more digestible is really going to bring um, just a fresh perspective on aviation news. That's awesome. So are you ready to dive into the big story for the week? Let's do it. Here is the biggest story in aviation this week. Today, we are diving into a pressing issue that has dominated the aviation headlines. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 saga continues to unfold with recent developments that are crucial for the industry and passengers alike. Michael, this is going to be a riveting discussion. I cannot wait. So the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has just completed inspections on an initial group of Boeing 737 MAX 9 airplanes. This is a significant step towards potentially ungrounding these planes following a concerning incident that happened on January 5th when a cabin panel broke off mid-flight. Out of the 171 grounded airplanes, 40 needed reinspection. 
The FAA is now thoroughly reviewing this data to decide if these aircraft can safely return to the skies. Meanwhile, Alaska Airlines and United Airlines, the primary user of this model in the United States, have faced substantial disruptions, canceling hundreds of flights and grounding all MAX 9 flights at least through Wednesday. This situation has put a spotlight on Boeing's manufacturing processes, raising questions and sparking a flurry of investigations. Adding to Boeing's challenges, a separate incident involving U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who was stranded in Davos due to a critical malfunction in his Boeing 737, an older variant, but still a Boeing. This comes at a time when every single eye is on the aviation giant, scrutinizing literally their every move. And there's more. The National Transportation Safety Department, the NTSB, has warned that a potential U.S. government shutdown could pause its investigation into the January 5th incident. This could dramatically hinder the agency's ability to issue safety recommendations. Michael, this is more than just a technical issue for Boeing. It's about public trust, industry confidence, and really the future of one of the biggest players in aviation. How do you see this playing out for Boeing? And what does this mean for the industry at large? Shasta, this Boeing situation is indeed a complex and uh, multifaceted issue. You know, at the heart of the issue lies a fundamental need for Boeing to rebuild trust. You know, there's this uh, Brene Brown quote where she says, trust is built in the smallest of moments. And so Boeing, they need to rebuild trust, not just with customers and investors, but more importantly, with the public and the aviation community. So, you know, let's unpack this for a bit. First, Boeing's reputation is at risk. Boeing had this reputation that was once synonymous with excellence, you know, and it's taken significant hits with all the incidents that have happened since 2019. Everything that Boeing is doing right now is being closely scrutinized. So, Michael, you've really hit the nail on the head. Boeing's journey to regain trust is indeed a very huge task. It's not just about fixing a few technical issues. It's about fundamentally changing the company's culture and approach to safety. This is a deep-rooted challenge that goes beyond quick fixes or, quite honestly, PR strategies. So we know that Boeing is in need of a cultural reset. Uh, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun has sent a memo to employees emphasizing quality and return to Boeing's engineering first ethos and is a step in the right direction. However, at this point, we know that the words need to translate into action. The company really needs a hard reset, which is really hard because there's only two major airplane manufacturers that serve the public. And so there is a strong need for Boeing to get us together. You know, I, I can't imagine what the CEO of Boeing is going through at this moment. Um, but, but, you know, it's inevitable. Safety comes first and it's good that he's communicating with his employees, but it's, I think his next moves are going to be so essential to how the culture and the operations really come together here. It's interesting that you mentioned what happened to the Secretary of State at Davos because now it seems like every move that Boeing makes is under the microscope. And so even if it relates, to, even if the issue is unrelated to the door issue, 
every move that Boeing makes right now, everything that happens on a Boeing airplane will be closely scrutinized. And so it really is tough. It's a tough place to be in. Um, but I guess, you know, the saying is heavy is a head that wears a crown. So the company needs a hard reset that focuses on safety and comprehensive overall of its sourcing, assembly, and quality control protocol. So this is a journey of transformation that will take years and not just quarters. The other element to this is a supply chain relationship that Boeing has with its suppliers. The, the relationship with key suppliers like Spirit Aerosystems is also under the microscope. You know, I mentioned Airbus earlier, Boeing has to now balance competition um, with safety. You know, and this all kind of makes me think a little bit about, um, in college, I read this book that said Airbus versus Boeing or Boeing versus Airbus. And there was always this sense of like, which side are you on? Um, and I felt that even with my professors, you know, it like I'd hear the saying, if it ain't Boeing, I ain't going. And it's very interesting to kind of um, hear nowadays you know, I've had some friends um, reach out to my pilot friends and say, is there any way you could switch to Airbus? Because Europe has a lot of uh, higher standards and they're, you know, just in general with like food and the environment, you know, they're just so much more con more aware uh, and their standards are higher. Is there any way you could switch from a Boeing to an Airbus? And so just seeing this shift or this flip, um, is is really telling of, you know, just what's going on with Boeing and their reputation and how things really need to change here. Um, the industry race to ramp up production rates and secure big orders has in some way contributed to these challenges, if you think about it. So there needs to be a shift towards building fewer but higher quality aircraft. And that might be necessary, even if it means a temporary slowdown in production. It's not just Boeing. We're seeing this happening in even the media industry. Disney, for instance, saw that production uh, quality of their Marvel movies wasn't um, earning the same profits. And even the Disney CEO said that they needed to pull back on the quantity of movies and focus on quality. You're absolutely right. And also, I'm always shocked to hear how these airlines come out with these press releases that they've ordered X amount of airplanes and they're going to receive a new plane every three days for the next X amount of years. And it's like, what? Like, how? And, you know, these airlines, these, these manufacturing companies, well, to be specific, Boeing, they don't provide airplanes for just one airline. It's the whole world. And so just adding up all the airlines that are putting in these requests for new planes it's mind blowing. It's it's like, wow, what is the quality control going to look like there? Where are the safety guardrails? How how is this all going to happen without compromising safety? Uh, that's an important element of it in that there's this demand that Boeing is seeing for new air, um, from for new airplanes from customers. But we now need to start questioning whether or not um, they've sacrificed quality for output. And, you know, we're not talking about a very significant element here, which is sustainability. Like we're still building these airplanes the way that they've been built from, you know, the very beginning. And it's tough. Like I, I can't even imagine. It's very complex, but I just feel like, you know, there's this assembly line of these planes being built. And then there's all this discussion about sustainability and, you know, like what, 
when are these two worlds going to converge? Like I, I know travel demand is so high right now and airlines need to make money and our industry is, you know, it's, it's thriving, but it's like, is the answer to just keep producing? Like, should there be a moment where we stop and we ask these questions? Like, where are we with safety? Where are we with quality control? Where are we with sustainability? You know, it's a, it's a time tested uh, mantra. It's about convincing everyone from employees to the end user that safety and quality are at the forefront of every decision that they make. You know, at the end of the day, they are a huge player in aviation, both government, military, I mean, across the board. And so what they do next is just going to speak volumes for the entire industry. A lot of eyes are watching they have an opportunity to really set an example here. You know, in terms of technology and innovation, Boeing's journey towards rectifying the issue could really spur an advancement in aircraft design and manufacturing process because it's not just about the door anymore. It's about the entire supply chain process. You know, um, since the pandemic, companies have been rethinking about how can they um, shore up that supply chain? How can they make things more seamless? And this might be an opportunity for the industry to evolve, you know, prioritize, prioritizing not just efficiency and cost effectiveness, but also integrating the latest safety technologies and quality assurance practices. I think this could lead to a new era of aviation technology driven by the lessons learned from these challenging times for Boeing. You know, it's just so devastating. Like there's this issue with the MAX that is, you know, a second issue that has arised. And, um, you know, these planes are the more fuel efficient, better for the environment um, aircraft and they're grounded. And it's just like, I just feel like it, it's it's all coming down and it's so unfortunate. It truly is. Yeah, I think this also puts a spotlight on the regulatory process. You know, in the past, um, you talk to people on the street, they say, uh, the FAA is in Boeing's pocket and this idea of regulatory capture where the leading company in a space is almost dictating what happens when it comes to regulation. And I think what is happening with Boeing isn't just a failure or misstep with Boeing, but it's also cause for scrutiny between um, regulators and companies. And so... I think we're going to see a ripple effect in this space. You know, the FAA will also face increased scrutiny of how they handled the certification pro process of the MAX. Because as you're saying, the MAX is, has been efficient, but we're seeing one platform for Boeing um, create so many, so many challenges. And I think the fact that we now have a permanent FAA administrator in place, you know, hopefully there are steps that we take to sort of separate in church and state where the FAA is doing its job as being an oversight body to a, to a key supplier. I think this will also shape how aviation authorities worldwide approach aircraft certification and oversight, you know, and this hopefully will lead to more rigorous safety protocols and check, especially as we see new technologies come in online, such as EV tolls and um, remotely or pilotless airplanes. You know, I feel like the airlines are also putting pressure on the FAA for them to do their due diligence and, you know, really go through 
this process. Um, so the, so it, it's like, it comes from both places. Like Boeing is a beast. They are manufacturing so many airplanes. How does the FAA, you know, keep up? Um, but then you, on the other end, you have all these airlines that are operating these airplanes. And I, I'm pretty sure that they don't want, you know, this disruption within their operations. Um, so it's really interesting to see, you know, just the both sides of it. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, Chessa, what do you think are the opportunities for learning and growth, you know, either for young professionals coming in into the industry or even just listeners who they every day book tickets to, to fly on, you know, airplanes? Really, Michael, for those who are just starting out or planning to enter the aviation field, this challenge, this challenge that Boeing is is facing is very unique and it truly is a learning opportunity. It's a real-time case study in crisis management and corporate responsibility and the importance of safety culture. You know, I just remember reading so much about that in college, and here's like a real-life example of it all unfolding. So as future professionals, just understanding these dynamics is truly invaluable. It teaches resilience, adaptability, and the importance of ethical decision-making in these really high-stakes environments. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think the situation highlights the ever-growing need for innovation centered around, as you said, safety and reliability. And, you know, even around those intangible ideas, you know, for young engineers and designers and aviation enthusiasts, there's a clear message. You know, the future of aviation really... Um, will increasingly depend on developing not just technologies, but processes that enhance safety and efficiency. And the key, I think the, the key part there is the processes because we focus so much on the product and not the, the processes to ensure uh, a safe um, delivery of a platform. You know, so this is where there are fresh ideas and perspectives um, that can really make a difference. In addition to that, Michael, the role of young professionals in shaping the future of the aviation industry, it just can't be overstated enough. You are the ones who carry forward the lessons learned from these challenges. Your ability to innovate, adapt, and uphold the highest safety standards will be so instrumental in rebuilding trust in aviation and driving the industry forward. I think, you know, that captures our thoughts on this ongoing Boeing story um, today. We know the FAA just said that they completed their investigation, but we know that Boeing will continue to be closely scrutinized going forward over the next couple of weeks. And I'm really keen on following the story and seeing how they will uh, pull through this because we need them to pull through this. I'm excited to um, see how this all, all unfolds and I'm looking forward to reporting these details with you to our audience. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Before we move on, we've got just a couple of important housekeeping notes for all of our listeners out there. The first is join Uplink Link Up community. Here's one benefit of joining. If you're looking to dive deeper into the world of aviation and join the conversation, we'd love for you to be a part of our Uplink Link Up community. It's a great space where enthusiasts like you can discuss, debate, and share insights about everything aviation. Joining is super easy. Just head over to our website or check out the show notes for the link in our Uplink Link Up WhatsApp group. 
We have a general group for aviation discussions, and we have a special uplink, Link Up, DC Metro group for our listeners in the DC area. Being part of Uplink, Link Up means you get to interact directly with us and other aviation enthusiasts. It's a fantastic way to get your questions answered, share your opinions, and even influence future podcast topics. So don't miss out on being part of the Uplink Link Up community. Join today and take your love for aviation to new heights. We can't wait to interact with you all. Again, thank you for joining us, and we can't wait to see you next week. See you next week. Have a good week, Shasta. Thanks, Michael. Have a great week. And don't forget to join us on Monday where a new episode of Uplink will be released.